Hey friends, just a quick note that in this episode, when we recorded it, Lindsay had a little bit of trouble with her internet, so the audio quality on her end wasn't as great as we wanted it to be. Since recording that, we fixed it, so it shouldn't be a problem from here on out, but just thought we'd make a quick note of that. Hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. Welcome, Fathomers. <laughs> what are our fans called? <laughs> there you go. That's new. I like that. That's, that's, that's great. <laughs> Fathomers. Yeah, that's a very Midwestern yeah. way to name someone. Just yeah, hard R's. From Fathomers. Miss Michigander. Welcome, Fathomers. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so to, today we thought we'd like to have a conversation about some of the abuses that we've seen in our Enneagram communities, communities that we've observed, some of our own hurts in this, <laughs> and some hurts that we've observed happening to people that we care about. And so we're just kind of hoping, hope, hoping, explore, hoping. <laughs> we're hoping, <laughs> we're hoping to explore what it looks like when the Enneagram sort of becomes someone's religion and it is weaponized. It, it's a tool that's used against people instead of yes. keeping people and their growth and their precious value at the center of using this tool. I mean, it's it's a lot of what we've talked about for multiple episodes where it's like the whole concept of you're not your type situation. That, that falls Absolutely. under this umbrella where uh, a type becomes more in person, more important than the person who has the wisdom and the maturity, like it, it's, it's just a label we put on a collection of behaviors it has nothing to do with who you are as a person the, the label itself doesn't. Right. So, so what do we mean when we, you know, say these kind of more religiously, you know, focused abuses of the Enneagram? What do you, examples? What, what are you, what are you thinking about when you say those things? Well, for me, when I think about religion, I think about something that has started out as a way of explaining a concept, right? And a way of bringing people together around specific values sure. and ideals. That's how religion starts. And then it goes sideways when um, power dynamics become more valuable than the people involved in those communities when I'm right and you're wrong is the centralized message rather than what we can come together around. And so that's kind of why the word religion <laughs> pops up for me when I think about the Enneagram is the ways that what was maybe at some point meant to just be a unifying tool. And this is the way I love to use the Enneagram as, as a way of seeing people with more empathy and more compassion um, and something that has so much potential to increase our love and compassion for one another actually is used to yeah. build our walls yeah. between each other even higher. It makes me think of like just any, at any point when things become exclusionary and limited based on a couple people's interpretation of how something is. And I mean, we see this all over the place. I mean, well, 
everywhere in the world, but we're specifically talking about Enneagram, right? Where it's, there's lots of, there's lots of schools of thought out there. There's lots of like, what is the definition of this particular type and this particular bias, instinctual bias? And no one has the corner of the market because right. it's, it's, it's not something that was passed down from some sort of archangel as <laughs> some people claim. Hot right? take it's, there, Creek. Hot take. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a model that is useful, but it is, yeah. there's not a right way of some ultimate essential way of viewing it. Yeah. Uh, this is such a, a fascinating um, topic of conversation beca- because of the fact that the Enneagram is open sourced, no one owns it. And yet, uh, because it's used to help with not only psychological, but also spiritual work, that does seem to make the Enneagram a little bit more prone towards these kind of religiosity-oriented uses, right? And then then it gets into that cycle, Lindsay, that you were talking about, that what starts is this kind of beautiful, simple kind of kumbaya type of organizing around a central set of ideas and values then becomes, yeah, this who's in, who's out, who's right, who's wrong. And I think we're seeing that with this next kind of wave of what comes after that and you know, initial surge of popularity with the Enneagram. Now we're seeing, okay, who wants to control the territory, right? Hmm. And um, that's why then people are jerks <laughs> using it, <laughs> using it as jerks, you know, just to tell mm. people you're wrong or even, you know, worse, not only are you wrong, but you're, you're stupid. Right. And, yeah. and as opposed to any sort of uh, way of seeing, yeah, like uh, as a, a way of understanding people more empathetically and compassionately, as opposed to, mm. you know, this kind of very rigid sort of pharisaical litmus test for, Who's got the Enneagram right, according to me? Pharisaical litmus test. Wow. I'm getting fired up. <laughs> I think, too, something that's coming up for me as I hear you talk, Drew, is that in like religion at its yeah. absolute worst, there's a lot of gaslighting that happens where it's like there's someone who's in authority who's basically telling you, and I've experienced this in some corners of my religious journey where it's like, no, you can't trust yourself. Actually trust what I say about you more than your own instincts and your own experience of your own life. I really do see that happening in the Enneagram where some people aren't allowed to say, no, this is what I feel is true about me. Mm-hmm. And to be trusted with that, it's like, no, I think that I actually know you better yeah. than you. And it's gaslighting. It's not okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there. There, there tends to be a way in which, like you named already, power structures make certain levels out of things and make certain things accessible or inaccessible, mm-hmm. depending on how in charge you are or how much you know. There's just kind of more value around how much you know and uh, how that just gets thrown around uh, really immaturely. But, I, but I'm also thinking about, you know, I think it, if I remember right, this word religion kind of comes from two different words, to re-ligament, to put together, to put back together. So it's it's a way of like re-aligning ourselves with reality, not separating or distancing or um, dividing or, you know, causing division, which is what, you know, in the hands of 
immature people is exactly what religion is used for to instead of expand and connect more deeply to keep people out to separate so yeah that's the thing about any powerful system put in the wrong hands of anyone and and then it gets it gets used um really damn in in a damaging way and that's not to say that you can't differentiate yourself from ways in which you disagree on a particular view of a type of an instinctual bias yeah please like more of that but it's it's how you're approaching it and it's what's your end goal to having that differentiation is it to try to expand the system to expand more ways of loving yourself more being more compassionate to others or is it to to create a system that is again exclusionary and limiting to who has access to the quote unquote superior knowledge yeah no i think you're right creek i think tone really matters right and motivation and drive behind any sort of kind of correction or um, debate or even argument about the Enneagram. Why are you challenging, arguing, debating matters? So I, I agree. We, we need to have good critical conversations about how to use the Enneagram and about differences of opinion in the Enneagram. I think that's overall that should be good and healthy. I think the problem comes in when if the motivations are wrong, the tone is wrong. And I think a lot of that, when it is wrong or unhealthy or toxic, it stems from people making too much of the Enneagram, right? As this yeah. kind of ultimate way of knowing, living, being in the world, right? And and they, we when we do that, we lose sight of the fact that the Enneagram is a tool, right? Right. It's a really helpful tool. It's a really powerful tool. It's a really useful tool, but it's it's a tool, right? It, yeah. And so just tools tool. are- is just a tool. It's and and we when we use the tool correctly, it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But when we misuse the tool, it's like the difference between using a hammer to build a house or to hit someone on the head, right? It it wait, which the, one's the good one? <laughs> well, it depends on your situation. <laughs> oh, okay, if it's self defense, right, right. but no, I mean, <laughs> but if you're using it to build a house, right? That's a proper use of the tool. If you're using it, mm-hmm. you know, to harm someone, then it is a weapon, like Lindsay mm-hmm. was saying earlier. Yeah. And I think you have to be, obviously, yeah, motivation, all that stuff. We, we're we blind to our own motivation most of the time. That's the point of the Enneagram, right? So, I mean, to say like, am I, am I, is my motivation bad for how I'm using the Enneagram? Most of us probably don't know, but the, the great thing, I mean, sure, like listen to feedback of others that you trust. Also look at the fruit. Like that's, that's a huge thing is yes. like, are, is, is how you're teaching, how you're exploring, how you're communicating, is it bringing more love and compassion and unity? Not uniformity, but unity. Insert Seth's favorite quote there. Unity is diversity maintained and protected by love. It's going to be a drinking um, game for our... <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's look at the fruit. And that that should tell you if you need to take a look at your motivations and your actions or not. Yeah, I don't think that anybody is consciously saying, I want to hurt people. You know, not in religion and not in the Enneagram. So I think that's great advice because we all have our reasons. And to us, those reasons are good. 
but we can be mm-hmm. completely blind to how we're actually hurting people. And so it takes a growth mindset. It takes beginner's mm-hmm. mind, right? It takes humility. We ask ourselves those honest questions. What What is the trail that I'm leaving behind me as I move through? So I was reading, um, I started a book recently from Ernest Becker. He's most popular probably for his book on death, actually. And I'm blanking exactly on what it's called, but this book it's is called, called the, Death. <laughs> I don't think it is, but it has death in the title. But this book is called The Birth and Death of Meaning. Mm. And uh, he's going, he's, he, he's talking about, and I forget which chapter it is, he's talking about how the self tends to be more symbolic in nature than physical and um, how it can be symbolically located wherever we feel a part of ourselves really exists or belongs. So for example, like when we're identified with our belongings or like with how much money is in our bank, like, you know, there, he tells stories of how when people, when the stock market crashed, people, you know, just didn't think their lives were worth anything anymore. Right. And they didn't want to live. Uh, so our, 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 our self gets symbolically kind of, located in the things that we identify with. And, and in uh, page 33, he says... Um, <laughs> Turn in your hymnals. <laughs> he says, generally, the more anxious and insecure we are, the more we invest in these symbolic extensions of ourselves. And he continues, uh, he says, in the United States today, ridden by social change and crisis, desecrating the flag has become a major offense. And he's, to be clear, he says, it is not that the flag has risen in value, but, the, but that the selves are more anxious about their own value. Oh. Mm. So, so I think there's a way yeah. in which when we are insecure, when we don't know who we are, we are trying to find our meaning in, you know, we place ourselves in extensions of who we think we are. Mm. And I think there's a way in which unhealthy people can do that with religion, but we're talking about the Enneagram here. And I think that's a pretty uh, detrimental thing that people tend to do right now and why people need their version of the Enneagram to be so right because it's who they are. Yeah. Hmm. Which then brings up the, like a perfect example of this is when you encounter someone who you are confident is mistyped. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Totally. This is, and there. Yeah. Yeah. You guys said it was a requirement that I give you a little snippet on the books I'm reading. So there that, you go. Was a, that was a great snippet. More Seemed of that, please. That is. It's so much easier to get angry at somebody else for not for not doing the Enneagram the way you do than getting to know yourself. Hey, hello. <laughs> when you don't yes. like yourself. <laughs> yeah. Woo. This is a Oof. spicy episode. No, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. <clears throat> to, Begin to wrap up this episode. Why stop now? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I mean, we, we could really go on this for a while, honestly. Um, that but, makes me think of how I always know when my interior world is in need of attention because I start obsessively cleaning my house and being really no. irritated at everybody else's habits. And that for me is a red flag that I need to turn inward because I'm choosing external distraction over internal work. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Linz, this is why we have you on. So so I guess what is our as we're trying to land the plane here, what what are we trying to say as individuals, but as collective as fathoms? How how does this relate to the listener 
um, to the person who's driving in their car, washing their dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this conversation, I think, brings about a, a, a new commitment uh, or a reminder uh, to be gracious with one another, right? Especially those who may legitimately not know as much about the Enneagram as I do or any of us do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and who may be getting it wrong. Uh, I think that there are some really healthy ways to deal with that and still kind of honor and respect to the tool that is the Enneagram, right? Without, yeah, without being abusive or a jerk, uh, a meanie pants, if you will. Uh, the thought that came up was just any important uh, tool that allows you to start questioning the reality of, of who you are or who you've confused yourself to be, any existential valuable tool if you're working with it the right way i think it means that you uh you're either becoming more loving or you're not using it right Hmm. so i just if you're not becoming more compassionate because if you're not seeing yourself more clearly you're not able to see others uh as clearly as they are you know so yeah i just i think the enneagram uh is meant to reconnect ourselves to who we truly are and so that we're able to you know find what is true about all of myself and in you as well. And if we're not doing that, then it's just, yeah. it's meant to connect, not separate, you know? Mm-hmm. So who, yeah. who are the people using it to, to help connect and who are the people using it to, let's just say our own version and stay separate, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, is it Mr. Rogers said, look for the helpers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. if there are people who are using the Enneagram to help and those who are not right and mm-hmm. yeah. look for the helpers. Yeah. Doesn't mean they'll get it right all the time or even use the tool correctly <laughs> right. all the time, right? But their their heart and their spirits are in the right place, I think. That means you should only let Enneagram twos talk to you about the Enneagram <laughs> Well Helpers. <laughs> speaking of superior religion. Hmm. Wow, okay. Uh, Lindsay, what's what's a what's a takeaway for you um, that you not only personally, but like What would you suggest that the listener take away from this episode? I think that for me, the last couple days, just sitting with my own anger on behalf of a friend who's been treated pretty poorly in some Enneagram space, noticing that that anger is okay, Um, Mm. that it's a sign that like there's an injustice that's happened. And for me, you know, with my my love of the harmony triads and what the head, heart and gut have to speak to me about this, like that this anger that I'm feeling, it causes me to want to explore this, this more and ask myself deeper questions about how I participate in Hmm. injustice in this space before I point (laughs) the finger outward. And then, you know, what, what is my gut? asking me to do about this is there any way that i can write this write these wrongs as i'm walking forward um and also not letting this feeling become a distraction for me there's there's a lot of good work still to do and Mm. it would be easy to find you know an egotistical identity in pointing the finger and as someone who's prone to pride I could very easily get swept up in the feeling that, well, I'm doing this the right way, the altruistic way. Um, right. So I think a healthy suspicion 
of myself and also an encouragement not not to be distracted because there is a lot of good happening. Yeah. I think there's something to say for asking yourself, are you a kinder, better person before you learn the Enneagram Yeah. than you are now? Uh, <laughs> which is a little scary and, mm-hmm. and silly and funny, but I think it's also a helpful question to ask. But also I do know that we all tend to have the version of the Enneagram that is shaped like our Enneagram type, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a good question to mm-hmm. to kind of ask. So mm-hmm. am I using this to, in an unhealthy way, connect? Am I using this in an unhealthy yeah. way to show how outstanding I am? Am I using this in an unhealthy way to uh, mm-hmm. show how special and unique I am? Uh, and so yes. mine's the best version? Or... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do my unhealthy side. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, do yours. Don't leave yourself out here, man. <laughs> or am I using it for you know what? What's the gift? Or the, what's the value? What's the the helpful, beautiful way yeah. expression of of my type? You know, mm-hmm. that's a I think also a good way to, to mm-hmm. frame up your version of the enneagram if you're using it well or not. You know, because it's pretty hard to get out of the patterns you've been swimming in your whole life. So go ahead and do it, but do it well. Beautiful. There you go. Yeah. Well, to close this out, I guess I would just encourage the listener to do a little exercise of as you are right now, what if you didn't know about the Enneagram? What if you didn't have any sort of descriptors about your number, your instinctual bias, your whatever other descriptor that is associated with the Enneagram? How do you experience yourself outside of those labels? And I think, at least for me, that's been it's been really helpful to do that, to occasionally drop the four label the whatever, the navigating label, the preserving label, the transmitting label, right? And just how am I existing right now? And what's working and what's not? How am I expanding? How am I contracting? Just focusing on the actions instead of the labels. And I think forgetting the Enneagram for a moment, a few moments is really, really helpful. Um, to just take stock of where you are and where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with that, thanks for um, listening to our rant, <laughs> and um, thank you all for joining us on this joining us on this episode of Fathoms and Enneagram Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fathoms and Enneagram Podcast. If you found this episode helpful in any way, consider sharing it with a friend or family member. We are so honored to be on this journey with you, discovering our inner depths one fathom at a time. Truthwork Media Studios. It's just me and you now, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go. We should just leave right now. Oh, where'd everybody go? left us because we left them. I knew it.
I knew it. <laughs> you both just left at the same time. So um, I went to turn off the heat 